You remember that song from the 80s, Our House? Well, I'm doing a series on In Our House, meaning us, and for the next several weeks, we're talking about what is it that we should be and do to be a part of a great worldwide revival that actually affects the entire globe, and I think that we can do that. I think that we can do that. Bible says in Psalm 92, verse 12 and 13, that the righteous will flourish like palm trees, like the cedars of Lebanon, those that are planted in the house of the Lord. That flourishing, that blessing, that future that God is bringing to us as a family, that we are just in our early stages of seeing a flourishing, that everything that we do is blessed, our coming in and our going out is blessed, that we are a blessed people because God is good and we are planted in the house of the Lord. That's all right, go ahead. You can get excited here. So how is it that we really see this uh, great flourishing and what God really wants uh, to do? Well, I'd like you to open up, uh, pull out your Bible to Acts, and we're going to start with Acts chapter 2, and we'll begin reading with verse number 42. Are you there? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, had everything in common, and they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. First word here is they. Also in verse number 45, it says they. They refers to Acts chapter 2, verse 41, where they were having a meeting and people were baptized in the Spirit. And there was such an outpouring in the altar call that 3,000 seekers came and acknowledged that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. Now, not only did they come to the altar, but the Bible says that every one of them, they were baptized in water, just as we saw this morning. In other words, it wasn't something that they said, well, you know, when you get a chance a couple years from now, no, immediately in the New Testament, they were baptized in water. They went public, and they made a public declaration, hey, I belong to Jesus, and you need to come also to Christ. Then the Bible says they were devoted. One translation says they were continually steadfast, and they were devoted to teaching. They had decided that they wanted to learn. They wanted to continue to learn about the Lord, about his ways. We know that the apostles, in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, that they had been with Jesus for 40 days, learning about the kingdom of God. So these, these new Followers of Christ were wanting to learn. They were, I'm sure, taking notes, and they were learning more about God, the, more about the Holy Spirit, how to be filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit to allow Him to use them in an incredible, incredible way. Then the Bible says that they were into fellowship or the word here is koinonia, say that word, koinonia, say it again, koinonia, and it's not a word we use in our culture very often, 
But koinonia is, is something we share, something that brings us together. We have koinonia because we have the same Jesus. We have koinonia because we share in the same, on the, with the same Bible. And we have koinonia because we're going to the same place, heaven. We're go, we are sharing together the fact that the gospel is real and we have joy as we go and share our faith in Jesus Christ. So koinonia kind of brings us together and gives us this sense of purpose, this sense of knowing that what we're doing will make a difference. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that they were eating. Our church loves to eat. We have an eating church. And most of our community places, praise God, most of our, most of our meetings will include food. Now, not only were they eating, but if you look at the Greek here, they were having Holy Communion. They were recognizing that Christ had come and had risen from the dead. He was alive. So they were serving and celebrating the fact that Christ was real. They had people around them who had the same Jesus, had the same purpose. You can't even hardly describe how passionate they were. The, the word devoted, I mean, they were at it. They were focused. They were all in. They were not lethargic, they were not religious, they weren't judgmental, but it was just one of those incredible God things, because they were learning the way of Jesus. They were learning the new way of living, and Christ was doing great and mighty things. Verse 46, would you read that with me together, everyone? Every day, verse 46, why don't I read it? Uh, we have all the systems that are broken today, and uh, we're rejoicing in that. So, um, praise God. I'm sure Paul had no... Screens, is it up there now? I'm going to read it myself. <laughs> every day, say that, every day. Amen. Not every now and then. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They weren't sad, they were glad. They weren't bewildered, they were glad. Something that's attractive to a person that is happy. As someone said, you're just as happy as you want to be. But they had decided they were going to be happy. The Roman government was against them. Persecution was at an all-time high. And they decided, when we get together, we're going to be happy. And we're going to get together in your house, in my house, in our house. And we're not going to stay outside the door here and wander around. We're going to come into the, into the, into the, we're going to come into the house of God. And we're going to have fun. We're not going to come by every now and then. But we're going to, we're going to come in. And this should be outside. And we should, we should uh, decide that this is home and act like we got a family 
And before we didn't have a family, but we decided that we're going to come into the house and we're not a corporation and an institution. We're not into institutionalized. We are the people of God. We are the children of God. We have been redeemed. We have a commonality. It's not because of the magic. It's not because of a football team, but we have a commonality because you and I share together. We have koinonia. We are together, and we are devoted about this. We're serious about it, and we're here today not because somebody said, go to church. We're here because we believe in the Jesus way. It's interesting, until 233 A.D., that Christians never had a building like this. They met in homes, and yet meeting in homes all over Christianity literally took over nations. It's interesting, as we're meeting here in Orlando, Florida, entertainment center of the world. It's interesting in China where the persecution has never been higher that they are meeting in these homes and they could be arrested for meeting but they are so intent on koinonia and the Jesus way and learning that they are willing to go to jail rather than not meet together. And we had a lot of pictures about that and just picture in your mind, Alex, that they are up there because they really are intent on the Jesus way. Hallelujah. They were breaking bread together. They were having a wonderful time. They were enjoying each other. It's interesting in Romans 12, 15, it says that we are to be happy with those that are happy, and we are to weep with those that weep, and no one should be happy by themselves, and no one should cry, bawl, weep. No one should be by themselves in their house, by themselves, year after year, lamenting sorrowful circumstances. We ought, not, we ought not to let that happen because it's our responsibility that we are a family and as a family we fight. We fight for what is right. Sometimes we're fighting for what is wrong. And maybe we just keep fighting, but we change what we fight for, and we're fighting for what is right. And we are fighting that every person has a right to stand up, and they're able to be whole and healed and not alone, and they become a part of a family, and they're not isolated, but we are, we are a family. We are one together in Christ. We were having our meeting on Monday morning, and all the guys were together, and we were having a, a wonderful time and up in the study. And as I looked around, I noticed that Pastor Jeff was somewhat uh, disturbing. He looked like something was bothering him. And we shared for just a moment, and he said, well... You know, my wife Tracy a few days ago had a flashing in her eye, and she kind of thinks that she has a torn retina, and he said this morning she was waiting for the um, company, the people to call her back on an appointment. And as she was waiting, she was over in the corner by herself. And as happens often when we're by ourselves, the enemy has the opportunity to begin to give us his thoughts and his plans and his evaluations regarding our present circumstance. As she was sitting there, she thought, 
I wonder if I'm gonna go blind in my eye. I wonder if God is judging me. I wonder if I've done something wrong. And she said, as I was sitting there, I became discouraged and I was all alone and Jeff, Pastor Jeff came in and prayed for her. And so now we're in our meeting and he's telling us something about what is happening and we decided it's time that we begin to fight right now for what is happening. And we got a conference call and we had everybody on speaker and we started to get really loud in prayer and we started to put the enemy to flight, tell him who he is. He is defeated foe. He is a liar. In fact, he's a professional liar. Bible says he is the father of lies. And we're not with him. We are resisting him. And you may be sitting here this morning and, and the author of lies has you just where you, he wants you and you're in a corner. You're by yourself. And you're facing some tough stuff. But we're here to say that we have come here to learn the Jesus way, and the Jesus way is that we are together in koinonia, we are together as a family, and we're here to fight until the enemy is defeated so that we can see Christ arise in power and victory, and we can, in fact, have glad hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Glad hearts. Glad hearts. Glad hearts. Tracy said when we, when we were praying, something shifted in the atmosphere. And she said, faith rose up and fear left. And then she learned she doesn't have a torn retina. We are stronger together in faith and power. And there is no limitation of what God can do and will do if we gather together in homes. Wednesday night, we've been having our community nights, and all these groups have been meeting in small groups, learning together, growing together. And I just believe that we're at that hallmark point where the Lord is saying, I want you to devote yourselves to being together. I don't believe God gives us a home just for ourselves or an apartment that we're renting. And that every person can rise up. Our students are rising up in the mix. In just a few weeks, they'll be having groups all over the city in high schools. I learned from Pastor Mark and Brittany that the avenue is rising up. They had these groups that have started. Kristen Hardiman and Sherry Shields started one last night. James and Kendra McKnight. Giselle Enzi started her group yesterday. And then I learned in the last 60 days that we have all kinds of homes that are opening some are even offices. Lewis and Sandy Cortez in Apopka. Armando and Veronica Perez in Orlando. Brian and Chris Lees in Eustace. Wow. Regino and Fabio, Fabio Albuquerque. Roger and Fabio Albuquerque. They're in the Portuguese language. Danny and Juliet Man. Doza in Windermere, they're doing Spanish, praise God. Horgan and Dina Richter are having a group in Windermere, they're in Spanish. Some of these are even in English. And uh, <laughs> David Taylor Jr. in Metro West, Kevin Tavares, right here, men on, in, right here on campus, Fred and Nikki Rogers in Winter Garden, William and Angelica, straw cutter in Lake Mary. And you think, well, how could we do that? How could that happen? How is it that a person may be a little quiet and maybe lack a little confidence and we can start the way Jesus started? He had John and he had Andrew and they 
started asking questions, and Jesus says, come on, let's spend some time together. And he told them, come and see. And so when they are with Jesus, something happens, and they go out. It's amazing how things can start so small and then become big for the kingdom of God. Sometimes the leaders that God raises up are leaders that think they can't do it. And sometimes the best leaders are the people that are hesitant to be able to really do what God calls them to do. But when we have faith and we rise up and we begin to take a step in faith and you turn the lights on in your home or maybe a group on Wednesday night and you're sitting around and you have two people, but those two people get excited about the Lord and now you're praying together you're seeing things begin to happen. And then they go out and they bring a few friends. And then one particular home can begin to spawn another meeting. And after a while, there literally is a revival that begins to take place. And our dream is that the Lord will do something new this fall. I believe he's taking us where we've never been before. I believe he wants to bring community and love to a place that we have never experienced where we're spawning new life. The people that are coming to Christ by the hundreds will be a part of community. And I believe we can change nations. I believe we can, we can literally, thank you for your response, we can literally invade the entire city with the gospel and the Jesus way by being a community together in Christ. Amen. On the screen that's not there, let there be screens. Did that just come on? Oh, it's been there. Praise God. Anything else been on there? Oh, good. I, I, feel, I feel good now. Did you see the pictures of China? Was that, were they up? Yeah, put those up a second because I really like these pictures. Is that cool? Uh, can be arrested at any minute. Uh, most of them don't have anything, by the way. Sometimes the more we have, the less isolated we are. And here they are, people in China right now, and they are meeting together. They don't have a $20 million campus like this. They don't, probably don't have air conditioning. And I don't know what their lighting is, but they have the light of the gospel. And they have Jesus that is alive in them. Just keep those pictures up for a moment because it's interesting what is happening in America. And there was a report done by the American Sociological Review. And they did a study of Americans and they found that one quarter of Americans, 80 million Americans, said they do not have any, any close friends. And then in the study, the reasons given were given were, number one, people are very busy. Number two, people are moving a lot more. Number three, families are dissolving and divorce is coming in greater. And number four, we have a nation now that we are now in communication by social media. So now I can send you a text and I may not ever have to see you. I can say, I love your picture, and click yes, cool, I like that, and never be together, and we can be on social media for hours, some of us, Instagram, your gram, my gram, we own all these things, and so... What is happening is we're losing an understanding that we actually need to be with people. That texting is different. If I 
text you. Can you imagine I don't come home at night, but I text my wife and I say, praise God, uh, I won't be home tonight, but, you know, see you sometime. Praise God. And then she texts me and says, oh, great. I'm glad you're not coming home. I have a lot of things to do. I, I need to see Instagram tonight for a couple hours. Yeah, this is great. And after a while, what we have, is we, don't have a real, we don't have a real family. And what has happened, we end up with an audience. And so really, we haven't really, we haven't really come into the home. We actually have come into a meeting. And so we never get involved. And then something goes wrong. We change we change our community in every 36 months, and then we wonder why we don't take nations. We don't take nations because we have all been Christianized to think what we're doing is right. It's not right. We are called to actually live out the most familiar verse in the Bible that we are devoted to the teaching of the scriptures. We are devoted into the way of Jesus. We are devoted into koinonia. We are devoted to be a part of a fellowship and into praying together, not only here, but in homes. This number on the screen, 407 641 5550 is an opportunity for anyone and everyone to do one of two, take one of two steps. Number one, to just put in the word lead, text the word lead in. That means I want you to help me to lead a few people. The other one is the word join. Help me get in community with someone somewhere. And you can do that right now. And wouldn't it be amazing if on one Sunday in August that God did something in our hearts that we were dramatically changed and we become a people of community, of love, of power, and things happen that have never happened before. The thing that has moved me most in this scripture is in verse 43. Keep that up there, please. Is the Bible says in verse number 43, everyone was filled with awe. They were in awe of who God was was and what God was doing when they got together. There were miracles that begin to take, began to take place. One day in Acts chapter 14, Paul is preaching. He looks over at a man and he says, I saw that he had faith. And he points to this man. He said, get up and walk. The man had never walked in his life. And the man gets up and begins to walk and was miraculously healed. What happened in the New Testament is not something that is a model for yesterday. It is a model for us. Because the Bible says that when the word of God is preached, signs and wonders begin to happen. When faith is ignited, and you begin to believe that your problem that is impossible now is possible, and you begin to see signs and wonders and miracles begin to happen, and you see things that are impossible that God begins to do, you know that God is a God of the impossible. Here is a, a story that just happened in our family right here. Let's watch it for a couple minutes.
a lot was happening in my life. I didn't have any structure um, in my personal life coming home. My children did not want to go to church. I was lost. I was leading the family for the past 15 years in our faith. And my husband, he was not, he was attending church, but it was not both feet in. We ended up separating um, our beliefs in the marriage, uh, so much so that it ended up almost causing a divorce. A lot of religious differences that caused a lot of trouble in our marriage, especially in the beginning, because um, the way I was raised and the way I, I believed in, and you know, I was a born again Christian in, in 98. And uh, when I met her, um, she, she was Catholic. So we, we, uh, she had mentioned that she wanted to get married as a Catholic. So I changed my beliefs because I loved this woman so much that I wanted to get married to her. So I stepped in that, we got married. And uh, then the difference started, and, and my beliefs with me and her and, and started colliding and crashing. So it, we came to, I remember being in a lake with her talking about it, and I said, you know, I don't want to get a divorce. Everything was falling apart. I needed a revival. And ended up being that I was going through doors that I shouldn't have been going through. and. From that moment on, I said, I give up. I surrender, God. My husband told me I'm going to go to my brother's church, which is Church in the Sun. He is a part of the praise and worship team, and he sings for the Lord. I said, I want to go. I was crying because God was speaking to me in so many different ways, answering many of my fears and telling me it's okay. It's okay to change your religious ways for me. And I was looking for a relationship with Jesus because he paid it all. And here I am thinking that I need to earn it. At the end of that night, my children said, Mom, can we come back? And we ended up going again and again. And my children loved God. They loved praise and worship. They loved being a part of, of a church that was genuine. It's been a life-changing moment. We have been blessed. Um, we have, our marriage has grown. No more talk of divorce. No more talk of, I don't wanna go to church. My children actually get up early. They get dressed and they're like, come on, we're gonna be late, mom. Let's go to church. I want to be a part of the mix. I want to be a part of the, of the children's worship. And now we've come together and we've been able to start a, a marriage Bible study in community. And we've participated in community nights. We are now serving for Church in the Sun and for God. And we've just encountered many people in our lives. And we've just tried to help them and show them that Jesus is the answer. Mando and Veronica's three children were just baptized a few minutes ago. And guess what? They're leading a small group. They're a part of community nights. So today on this Sunday, we are believing that we're rising up that we are not allowing gloom and doom to dictate our lives, that we're not going to stay down, that we are not going to be isolated in the corner, that we are believing that we are going to fight, and we're going to fight for what is right, and we're going to put the enemy in place, and we're not going to live under his influence or his power and we are stronger in our fight when we fight together. And we are here in this building not to leave as we came in. We are here to stand up.
and believe that in a moment we will lay hands on people up here. Heaviness will leave. Depression will be gone. Loneliness will be gone. And we will begin to be in awe like we have never been in before. And when we get together, whatever meeting it is, in a home, in an office, in an apartment, on Wednesday night in our community groups, we are believing that when we pray together, signs and wonders begin to happen. Heaven begins to come down. And the glory of the Lord fills the place. The glory of the Lord comes down. Mountains begin to move. Mountains begin to move. Mountains begin to move. In Jesus' name, I want to ask our team to come up here, our pastors, our leaders, our prayer people, and stand here together, husbands and wives, and we're going to pray in a moment. I'm going to ask you in a moment. We're going to get up, and you come up. Whatever you're fighting, we're going to fight with you. And no one is leaving here the same in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. More and more leaders. More and more leaders. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. No one leave. Praise God. You come. You come. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Come on. We're going to break strongholds.
sometimes, sometimes when we don't feel anything and we are surrounded by all kinds of foes coming at us, I find myself sometimes when I just begin to lift one hand to the Lord. I don't feel anything, but I said, I'm going to, hallelujah, I'm going to praise my, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. I started something new at the gym a few weeks ago because they think you're stretching. I just say, praise God, hallelujah. I'm listening to worship, and I just begin to lift my hand and say, hallelujah. So if you don't feel a thing, it doesn't matter. God is real, and sometimes you just have to lift your hand and say, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm believing for deliverance. This is an encounter today. This is a delivering thing, and probably every one of us needs something to come off of us, and we're going to do this. We're going to, in a minute, we're going to lift our hands. If you're a Catholic or a Presbyterian or Southern Baptist, you haven't lifted your hand, it's okay. You just do this. It's okay. We're going to praise God. Just try it. Just try it with one hand here. Praise God. You get the other one up. Okay. Okay. Just keep praising God. Keep praising God. Just play. That's it. That's it. Okay. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. Come down, Holy Spirit. We never end our, our meetings without giving people an opportunity to go the Jesus way. It's interesting we find ourselves going the way that people direct us, and often it leads us down a dark path. And once we're in the clutches of the enemy, he thinks he has us forevermore. But we believe that we have the right to be free. This cross is a reminder that Christ has died on the cross for us, not only for the forgiveness of our sins, but the healing of our bodies, that we have the right to have a brand new life and for shame and guilt and condemnation to be gone in our lives. And in a moment, we're going to count to three. At the end of that, if you really want to be forgiven, you want God to do something that is absolutely incredible, this is your moment. This can happen, and God will do incredible things. How many believe that that is possible?
This gift of forgiveness is free. There is no charge or carry charge. If you're here and you say, listen, I want to be forgiven, I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Throw your hand up and say, that's me. That's me. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Put it up. Put it up. Wherever you are. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Get it up. Yes, 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 yes. Balcony. Put it up. Balcony. Put it up. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. No one to move. I'm going to ask those that lifted your hand to walk down the aisle. Just stand here for a one-minute prayer. Balcony, walk all the way down. Get out of your chair. Come, stand right here. And we're going to make an open declaration that Jesus is real. Hallelujah. You can move the mountain. You can move the mountain. Hallelujah. You come, come, come. Yes, over there, over there. Come, come right now. Come to Jesus. Get out of your chair. Over here. Yes, yes. Come right now. Come down. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yes. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Look at this. Yes. I believe. Still coming. Yes. Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. There are more to come. Get out of your get out of your situation. You come to Jesus. He'll change your life. Yes. They're still coming. Those that have come, what a, what a great, great decision you've made. It's a courageous decision. And we're not here to think about how bad you've been. Our focus is on how great Jesus is and that he changes lives and he's going to change your life. It begins with our hearts. And you came because you had faith. And Christ comes into our hearts. He changes our hearts then we begin to follow Jesus. And when a heart is changed by Christ, you begin to know that there's hope and that God is real. There's several people in this room. You're familiar with Jesus. You've been around Jesus. You've never met Jesus. Because it's different being around Jesus and meeting Jesus and you are held captive by your knowledge of, but no experience. And I'm believing that you're going to leave here with your heart transformed. And you're not going to hear. You're going to change in the name of Jesus. And there are people here are doubting if Jesus is real. And that's going to break in the name of Jesus. And we're going to pray this prayer, all of you. If you can whisper it, you say it. Your next step is water baptism of the declaration to the world. I am a Jesus follower. And Pastor Dave is here, and he's going to take you to the side for a couple minutes. And we're going to give you, we have friends here, take five minutes. Things are going to happen. 
Some of you are watching online and Christ will change your life. In another nation, you can pray this prayer. You can whisper this prayer and Jesus will meet you whether you're in Chicago or you're in Cairo, Jesus will meet you. And there's some that are in Venezuela and your nation is in crisis and you're watching this program and Jesus will meet you in Venezuela. Yeah. And I ask everyone in this room to say this out loud on behalf of these individuals. And I want the enemy to hear and hear loud and clearly that Jesus has defeated him in our lives. And I want us to say it loud. Jesus, Jesus I, put I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross. On the cross. I, confess and believe I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. He is alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin. I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Give me your grace and the gift of righteousness and eternal life. You prayed that prayer from your heart. You are in the family.